0: Welcome back to another episode of the Book Your Clients Photography Podcast. I am really excited because today we're kicking off a new theme of releasing coaching episodes on Mondays. So today you're gonna get to hear the very first behind the scenes, what is it like to get mentored by me? This was a group coaching call that we recorded with three amazing photographers. The questions they asked are complete gold. We cover pricing, packages, mini sessions, how to turn leads into clients, and I even give you some golden tips for how you can make sure that you are following up with someone so that they will turn into a paying client and book a session with you. So, let's dive into all the goodness, let you hear behind the scenes, again, what it's like to be coached by me, mentored by me, and if you decide while you're listening to this that you need to work with me one-on-one, head over to brookjefferson.com slash call and we will get in touch and I'll send you over my mentoring and coaching menu for 2020. I can't wait to learn more about you and your business. Here is our chat. All right, well, we are going to start with you, Jillian. So, will you introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Gillian Oler with Gillian Oler Photography. Um, I'm from Frisco, Texas, and my niche, uh, you would say, is family and children
0: photography. I love that. And this, oh, thank you. I've been doing this for about four years now. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. So I want you to go ahead and you can just fire off your first question and then we'll we'll move on from there.
1: So my first question is, how do you determine the number of images you include in your packages accurately um, and configure what you think is fair according to the package price and the time you spend at the session and then calling and editing your photos?
0: Okay, I love this question and I think this is the number one thing that I probably cover in every mentorship is really breaking down those pricing and packages. So the first thing is I would ask you what type of business model do you currently have? Are you mainly like shoot and burn? I deliver digitals or are you um, more of the IPS? So they're, they're going to be buying prints and, and products from you. What does that look like in your business?
1: So mine is um I don't do IPS it's all inclusive so you're getting a digital image I do offer the option to purchase prints um if my clients like they can do that from their gallery but what you deliver what I deliver to my clients is a digital product.
0: Okay perfect. So you're basically a hybrid model because they do have the option to purchase from you which is what I am too. So I love that. Okay. So what I typically say is and this goes back to the whole the whole pricing formula so in order for me to determine my pricing, there's a couple things I take into consideration. Number one, my location and my area. And because I know Frisco, Texas, I know typically what the going rates there are going to be, but that's where you would do what I call market research. So I definitely am big on like, let's just not go copy other photographers, but you do have the right to see what other people are charging. So I just wanna make that really clear. And I do tell my clients a lot of times, what is the going rate right for someone in your area? What would you call a cheap photographer versus someone a little more pricey? And so then they give me the range. So I look at the range first, then I determine, okay, what is my goal? Am I working a full time job and this is just extra? income coming in for the kids. Um, am I trying to just cover groceries? What is my goal? So that's what I would ask you. Are you going for part-time income or full-time income? So at this
1: time, it's just part-time income. It is something I would like to do eventually full time. um, when my clientele has gotten built up and the time is right, Um, I do kind of have goals that I set for myself, um, for income and then how many sessions I do per month. So I do have a goal I try to attain, but as of right now, it's more part-time income.
0: Okay, cool. So let me ask you this. If you're okay with sharing ballpark for me, what would a good monthly average income goal be for you?
1: For my goal in the future or for what I like to hit right now?
0: Yes. As in like, yeah, like let's say right now, what would be
1: a good goal for you? Right now, I would like to hit at least 3000 in profit a month.
0: Okay, perfect. Okay, so that's really important because someone else listening and the other photographers on the call, they may not be trying to hit 3000 So if I am trying to coach you guys and give you packages, you y'all are all going to look different, right, based, based on that alone, obviously. So then the next thing that I typically will ask you, so we start with an income goal. Then the next thing that I am going to ask you is, how many shoots can you take on per month realistically, including your editing and calling time? Because that's where we get a little ambitious and we're like, oh, I want 30 clients a month. And I'm like, you do really every day plus editing and calling? I don't think so. So how, what do you actually have available to take on per month?
1: I was actually just thinking about this yesterday as I was driving to my session last night just about, like okay, what can I realistically take on and what do I want what my goal to be per month? And I kind of thought about that for a little bit. Honestly, I would say probably I could do three a weekend. Okay. Three a weekend. So that comes out to about eight a month. Okay.
0: So about eight sessions per month. Okay, so if we do this right off the bat, and we're not even talking about expenses yet, but literally just to ballpark that, I literally go to my calculator. And here's here's the thing I want you guys to catch as well, and this is why I tried to make this the biggest point ever on the profit training, was we have to take our feelings out of it and just look at data first, right? Data is actually what tells you whether you have a, um, a good goal or a profitable business or whatever. So if I bring out the calculator, we do 3,000 divided by eight sessions. That would be around 375 per session if that's how much they paid you and that's not including expenses or anything like that. But that is how you basically determine ballpark price. So if you see that and that, and again, that's just if they paid you for all inclusive, there were no upsells, there were no prints or anything like that. So my question to you is based off of that number, um, that would have to be like one of your lower packages, or you would have to do maybe a set of shorter sessions or mini sessions on one Saturday every month or something like that. I'm just giving you, I'm giving you examples and ideas. So Based on three seventy five, where are you at in your, cur- in your current pricing structure? Anywhere close? Not close enough? Just curious.
1: So, real quick, three three a weekend for a month would be around twelve. But ideally, I think eight is the most I could take on, and that t- takes into account some days I'm not working on the weekend, some weekends I'm out of town, that right. type of thing. But I think eight would be I like realistic. Now, yeah. right now, as far as packages, um, my lowest package starts at two ninety five. Okay. And then for a 30 minute session, I do offer two other packages. Um, they're a little bit longer in length and you also get more images. Okay. And those are 395 and then I believe four ninety-five. Okay.
0: Okay. So the cool thing is you are your two other packages get very close to what you're wanting to make. Um, the next thing I do is what we could do is if you just want me to, if you want to give me a rundown, what does each package consist of? I can critique you on that because I think that's really helpful, um, especially with like amount of images and that kind of thing. And then really quickly while you pull all of that up, my one other question to you is do, are you struggling at all getting people to book you for your prices as of right now?
1: I would say No. Um, I do offer some promotions here and there, but I've been pretty lucky this year with people um, booking at the price I ask. Okay. Um, I do offer some seasonal mini sessions that are a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. I will say that, I mean, I'm talking maybe eight or nine times out of 10, they're going to book that cheapest package, which is a problem I run into a lot. However, with the upsell of additional images, sometimes it could come out to the price of a 395 package. Yes. So it just depends on the client's.
0: Okay, cool. So with me hearing you say that I'm definitely intrigued to see what's in your packages because I bet there's a way I could get people to book, to not book your lowest price and go with your middle package. So that's my goal for you.
1: And this is where my question came in about the number of images, because I don't know if these are even, I struggle with pricing so much. I think it's something that photographers always, always struggle with, especially when they're still kind of new to the industry. Um, but like the 295 package, that includes 30 minutes of shooting okay. and 20 edited digital images.
0: So what I would tell you right now is based off that alone, if I came to you, you gave me that price, I get a half hour with you, and I get to walk away with 20 edited images, I'm just taking you for that price and running with it. And I'm literally being honest. So one tip, and Kristen can attest to this, is when I break down your pricing and packages, you almost want to make your lowest one almost non-existent. You want someone to be like, why would I pay that when I could just pay $100 more and get, you know, double what I would have got in your mini. So, and I call it a mini because it's your smallest package. It doesn't really mean it's a mini session, but you know what I'm talking about. So if I call it your mini, that's what I'm referring to is your 295. What I would do for your 295 for a half hour, maybe... Just leaving it at seven to 10 edited images. I mean short and sweet if you wanted a short package, that's what you can do. But then you as a photographer, you can come right behind them and know, okay, that's fine. I can definitely deliver seven to ten, but then allowing your upsell to truly like bring them in to where they're paying more than they actually would have. So I think you should definitely uh, drop the 20 and make it a smaller amount because your goal is, if I tell you you need around three seventy five per session and you hit all eight to make your three grand right, um, then you don't really want people to book your lower price, and you still will have people do it, but again, I think seven to ten would be perfect. so how much do they get for your three ninety five What does that package look like?
1: Oh, do I even want to tell you? No, it's not that bad <laughs> no. <laughs> Girl, this is something I have struggled with so much. Is this number of images? You would have never thought that that was like my main thought. Um, the next package includes thirty images, and it's for one hour. Okay.
0: So, right there, and I'm literally just telling you what the market's going to tell you if they're like, okay, so for 395, a hundred dollars more, I'm doubling my time, but I'm only getting 10 more images. Do you see how their wheels and their brain are like, "Eh, that's not really intriguing, you know? So I think that's why you're getting more people to book you at 295 or they're waiting for your mini sessions and hear me out. I still run a couple mini sessions per year. I do not think that I'm just not going to be one of those photographers. that's like, don't run mini sessions. There's a, there's a way to do it correctly and to bring in cash flow, but I, you're also not going to hear me say like I don't want anyone to think mini sessions are bad. I don't think they're bad at all. I have a photographer who runs her entire business off of themed mini sessions, and she profits a lot of money. So, um, so yeah, so with your two ninety five package, I would make your a half hour is great. I think anybody kind of needs half an hour, seven to ten. Images and then with the intent to upsell. So that's what I would do for that package Now for your 395 for a hundred dollars more I def I mean, I think it's great that you have the one hour I think what you could do is maybe even turn that into Either say up to one hour So you you know what? I mean like people aren't really like oh wow You didn't use the whole 60 minutes, which I've never had a client actually say that but anyway, um, and then I would, if you're giving seven to 10 images in that lower package, then 30 is fantastic. You could, you could definitely say, or give a range of, um, cause I always tell people to try to double. So if you were to double that, that actually puts you at 20. So you could even do a range of like 20 to 25 images if you wanted to, just to make it sound better. Um, and then one thing too, that I would do is I like to pull former clients or that first to know group that I kind of told you guys about earlier. And I always ask them what is more intriguing to you and give them options. And a lot of people will say like one, one question I want you all to go ask is how many images do you feel is appropriate per package? And then you put the range in there of what you know you can deliver. And I did this once and uh, people told me 25 was like their sweet spot. 25 images.
1: Can I ask you one question, Brooke? Absolutely. So part of the reason why I included the number of images I did, I really did look at other photographers in my area Mm -hmm. and how many images they were giving. And I was so shocked to see a lot of times they were giving a lot of images. And these are my direct competitors, people that are similar to my style and my niche. And so I just felt, you know, this, if people are shopping, they're going to be like, well, I can get this many images from, you know, the person, you know, down the street than I would get from Gillian. So how do you reconcile that?
0: Well, number one, if people are price shopping you and only hiring you based upon price, they're probably not your ideal client. And that's hard to hear. Um, and I literally will have people price shop me too still to this day, but it's the, it's the other, it's the way that you sell yourself. Um, and that, and that's something too, I'll just tell you, since you were the winner of the, the mentorship with me, um, I will do a deep dive with you on that topic just so we don't take up too much time, but I will do a deep dive with you and I will explain how you sell yourself to where people won't just shop your prices. Cause that's really, really big. But one thing too is These are just minimum. You have to do your packages. You have to think of if I have the worst session I've ever had, right? One that I am not excited about. It was horrible. I'll be lucky to come away with like 10 great images, right? We all have those. We all have those sessions. You have to make sure that that is going to align with even the worst session you ever have. And so think of these as a minimum. These are your guaranteed. It does not mean you can't over deliver. I am big on over delivering. You guys, I take so many images and depending on families, um, you know, their range might be a little, a little bit more than some other ones. But I try not to make it to the extreme because I never want a family to be like, well, why did they get 75? And, and I didn't have that many. So, um, but we're also trying to structure, we're trying to get encouraged people to give you the most amount of money that you need, right? Work less, make more, is what we're doing here. And so you can make your uh, your Mac Daddy package your 495 be like steal of a deal to where nobody even wants the bottom two. And ultimately, that's your goal. Um, so yeah. So for your 495, out of curiosity, what do you give?
1: <laughs> Let's see. Let me pull this little thing back up. Um, it's actually 595. I was mistaken. Okay. Um, that is up to two hours, up to three locations and 75 images. Now I really tailored this and market it towards engagements or senior photos.
0: Yeah, I could definitely, I was going to say, cause I was about to ask you how many people have, I mean, how often are you selling that package? Uh, not very. Okay. <laughs> here's why. And no, literally here's why we think in our heads, if we offer more of our time, we can up our price. I actually don't think that's true at all. Um, I because that's the number one thing I hear, especially because you told me families and, and children, is that right? Is that what you said? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh no child is going to sit there for over 60 minutes. It's just not going to happen. So oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think for you, you don't even need a package that's over an hour long. Um, if you, if you want to still take on seniors, but not market towards them. So let's say somebody finds your work, they're obsessed with your style. Cause this happens to me all the time. They'll message you and they'll ask, Hey, like I'm, I'm a senior at so-and-so high school. Do you do senior photography? Then you could just say whether you want to, or you don't want to, you know, then you could just do, make a package for them. Right. So I only take on a handful of engagements and weddings a year or something like that is what you could say. Um, and then offer that package, but with more time and more locations, but typically your average family is not going to want to travel all day and all night. And I'm just thinking they're probably not going to pick that because it's, it's too much. Um, they might want that many images, which is what you could upsell for. But, um, so I would either keep the package or not even have it at all. Um, and maybe increase, the three ninety five dollars to $4.95 or something like that. Just totally up to you. Um, and then you could always offer more images. But my only thing is if you want people, you want to make the amount you would literally be so excited about that package and make it the best of the best where the other ones like literally it's a no brainer why they would choose to go with your highest package. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I
1: appreciate all that feedback. That's great. Thank you, Brooke.
0: Absolutely. If we have time, um, at the end, I'll circle back to some other questions that you have.
1: Okay, great.
2: Thanks.
0: Awesome. Okay. Rebecca, you are next, my friend.
2: Sorry. I was trying to find my mute button. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'm Rebecca Sherpey. I am Creative Memories Photography, LLC in Jonesboro, Tennessee. Um, I have kind of, I guess, decided on as far as niche is family and sort of portrait photography, but more family-oriented photography.
0: Okay, awesome.
2: Um, So one of my questions, and I actually was not really sure until we jumped on here and started doing some of this question started kind of rolling out to my mind. But, you know, I have done photography for years. I've um, actually been doing photography kind of as a hobby for 20 plus years. Um, but, uh, you know, how do you kind of go from getting people to understand that you've moved from it being a side job or a hobby or whatever to it's going to be this is where I want to go full time?
0: I love that question because that's something that I had to pretty much figure out on my own as well. Because when I started my business, I was 20 years old and had a six month old baby. I thought, Ooh, this is really fun. I have a camera. It's, I don't even I didn't even own it. That's actually so funny. Um, it was my mother-in-law's camera. And at the time it was just my boyfriend's mom. And I just basically borrowed her camera and never gave it back. (laughs) So, um, anyway, long story short. So obviously I was working other jobs at the time. And so it was just like a hobby thing for me. I was not good. I was competing with, you know, all the professionals in my area and I had to really invest in myself and just believe that I could eventually get good is what I told myself. Like I'm eventually going to be as good as them. So I think a lot of ways for you to really encourage people that this is your full-time deal is to literally educate them and to make sure that you're posting. One thing that I did for for myself is when I actually quit My job, my teaching job, I, I had a big celebration post of, you know, no more teaching. I am a full-time photographer. You know, if you're looking for, I think when I left, it was this, yeah, it was the summer. And so I made that post in June of whatever year it was that I quit teaching. And I just released my calendar and I just, you know, and I just was consistent. So I made the big congratulations announcement. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, so exciting. I can't believe you quit a nine to five to go take pictures. Are you crazy? You know, all the things. So I think, um, really educating your people is literally going to be my answer. So making sure that you tailor your social media posts to, I'm operating a business, I'm being consistent, I am showing my work like, you know, I did a lot of and I mean feel free to scroll back on my Facebook page and Instagram from a long time ago um and pull up all those posts that I did but like I even started posting on my personal page too if I was editing during the day trying to get caught up or crafting packages or whatever the case may be like I would take a behind the scenes photo post it on my personal page and then people finally figured out she's legit like she this is literally her job you know um so does that help at all?
2: It does. It it does cuz I've I've unfortunately had to kind of stop and start over the years uh, just because of things that have happened health-wise, family-wise and things like that. But when my son was diagnosed with autism, it it's like this I've got to do something to be able to be there with him when he needs me. So
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think really just allowing some people to come into your story and just being really vulnerable. I don't think you need to tell your whole life story. And obviously, you know, you can limit what you say, but I am very personal. I am very relationship building. I talk way more about, you know, like things that are like going on in, in our life. And I've always been an open book and transparent. And so then I just found a way to, um, talk about my photography. And so I would say one tip for you really utilize your personal social media pages as well as share things on your business page, but start uh-huh. directing traffic. And one thing you can do that I also did was as a celebration, I'm all in, I'm full time. Like I'm, um, you know, like this is my job. I did either a giveaway or something very strategic to where more eyeballs were on my business and people became aware of what I was shooting and seeing my works. So that might be a really good strategy for you too. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. Do you have any other questions? Um, just trying to think. Uh, mainly, of course, and I guess that kind of helped with that too. Is just marketing and getting because it's it's been a little difficult. Uh, I actually just broke into the LLC this past year, and so then all hit like broke loose with COVID, and you know, yeah. <laughs> and now everybody's <laughs> afraid to book anything.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Rebecca, where are you located at?
2: I'm actually in Jonesboro, Tennessee, which is Northeast Tennessee.
0: Okay. Let me ask you this. Um, Just at the time of this recording, July, 2020, uh, what does your state look like? Are we open or is it like, what is, just what does the COVID situation look like where you're at?
2: It is open. Okay. Um, It is right now we're under a state of emergency until August 29th. Okay. Um, But we are, we are open, but our cases are increasing magnitude magnatively. Um, we actually the area that I'm in, because we're such a small rural area, has not really seen severe cases. However, we have been increasing since summer hit and everybody's gone to the beach and gone other places. We are now getting more and more and more active cases. So now everybody's beginning to kind of get a little bit of a scare because I think we're actually beginning ready to get our first wave, our actual first wave here in this area?
0: Okay, so the reason I asked you about the state of of COVID in your state is because I think it's really important for us to be very realistic and mindful that we may not have the best rest of our year. And so depending where you're located, you just have to understand your bookings are gonna be lower than normal. And I have seen it Mm -hmm. with me too. Am I booking? Yes, I am. Um, but I also live in a small town as well, like you, and we don't really see the effects of it. However, if our state goes back to shutdown mode, I bet I lose half of the people that booked with me. I don't plan on stopping, um, necessarily all like fully if they're from my town and we're literally driving four miles and we've all been at home anyway, then, you know, like that's just, that's me using my discretion. Um, Because it won't be illegal like it was the first time, the first time they shut everyone down. But then they told photographers, just, you know, practice social distancing and you can do whatever you want, basically. So long story short, that's a controversial topic. I'm not trying to debate. I just wanted to bring that up because I think it's really important for you guys to be very mindful. And when you start feeling negative in your business, that you guys remind yourself we're literally in a pandemic. And so if you're getting any bookings at all, you're one of the few and you're very, very lucky. So I just wanted to say that. Um, And so my next question to you, Rebecca, really quickly was, where do you get the majority of your current clients? Where do they come from?
2: Well, currently right now, actually, most of them have been, What's what I'm actually booking right now are all micro weddings. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, which are all coming from a couple of vendors because they're all doing the smaller micro weddings right now, mm-hmm. and so most of my bookings right at the moment have been coming from that. Now some are coming, of course. I've had some previous clients that are rebooking. Like I've got one this month that's a maternity session, um, but and they're like they were a previous family session. Um, before. But yeah, most of the bookings are at the moment are all micro weddings that I've got for the next three or four months.
0: That's really kind of cool though. What a, what a blessing in disguise there. Um, I think that's really awesome. When you get a repeat client, I need photographers to understand how amazing that is. Out of all the choices, especially in my area, we either, I really have really loyal people who never use anyone else, or we've got a couple of families that kind of cycle through two or three of us, and it just it's kind of just depends when they book you. Um, but that's a really big compliment. And so mm-hmm. I, one thing that I really want to encourage and train people on is once we get our newbie photographers to start bringing in clientele. The goal is to rebook those people because it's exhausting trying to find new people all the time. So, um, right now I think, and I love to, I love numbers. I'm such a data nerd. I'm so sorry, but, um, I think my bookings this year has been 80% retainer clients, repeat clients. So, um, yeah, so they'll come back to you if you, if you treat them well. All right. Um, any other questions that you have and then we'll move on to Kristen.
2: I don't think so. Not right oh, now.
0: <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. All right,
3: Kristen, you're up. Okay. So this kind of plays into what you literally were just talking about. Um, but so my big question is how do you move leads into clients and then how you get to keep them coming back? Because I am doing so Berg already knows this, but um, I'm doing a bunch of uh, breastfeeding mini sessions this weekend, and I'm doing them for free. Um, I promoted it in this breastfeeding group I'm in uh, for the Kansas City area. Um, oh, I didn't introduce myself. I'm from Kansas City. <laughs> uh, my my business is called KC Captures, and I do family and boudoir photography. Um, so I have all of these, my ideal clients coming Um, and I, have transferred like two or three of them out of probably 20 into, uh, they're also doing a milk bath session right after their breastfeeding session. Um, but I just have like a lot of people who are interested or who are my ideal clients. And then, so how do I move them into being a loyal customer?
0: I love it. And yes, I'm glad that you introduced yourself because I was going to (laughs) make you go back and do it, but I couldn't have timed uh, the questions in a more perfect order. So anyway, um, okay, so the first thing is I, I love the idea that you are upselling people that are already interested in what you're doing. I think that's fantastic. Um, the other thing is when you have leads, and I guess this part kind of super important too. Okay, so um First of all, with leads, you have to understand you will have more people that express interest in what you're doing and way smaller pool of people that will actually book with you. And the best visual that I ever got was a strainer. When you dump the spaghetti noodles into the strainer and all that water comes out, right? Like only 20% of what was in that pot is now, you know, out of the strainer. And so that's kind of how you have to think about that as well is you only catch some people. So I just, that that's a really big deal because people think, oh my gosh, all these people Uh, not one person has booked yet. Well, again, it takes a while to really talk to that specific client. And I went through a ton of, a ton of people, my first couple of years of business, and I heard no more than, than I hear it now. Like it's, it's just crazy to me. So anyway, so what I would say with your leads is however you've obtained a lead, whether they saw Um, your work on social media and they, you know, DM you or they comment or whatever, and they express interest, you want to make sure that you leave things very conversational. So one of my best tips is when someone reaches out to you and they ask you how much you charge or something along those lines of wanting to hire you, you always want to respond back very personally. And always leave your, uh, question or always leave your messages with the question. So I hear this problem of I'm, I'm getting ghosted all the time. Okay. Well, it's probably because you either did not make it intriguing enough for them to respond or you sent them the one thing they asked for and you didn't say anything else. And so I always will, um, leave my message with the question. So for instance, Kristen reaches out to me for family photography. She saw so-and-so's pictures that I did on Tuesday night. She loves them. She wants to know how much I, how much I charge. I say, Hey, Kristen, thank you so much for reaching out to me. I absolutely loved doing Sandra's session. It was so much fun. I am going to send you a copy of my investment guide. When were you looking to have your session? Okay. So now, You're having a conversation and you're also going to send them something. Now, sometimes if they're on immediately um, and they respond pretty quickly because I try to give it a couple minutes while I'm online to see if they'll respond before I send them the investment guide, Um, just again, just to keep that conversation going. And so that's how you can do that part. The second part is stop assuming people don't want to book you just because they don't respond to your pricing guide. Really quickly, show of hands. How many of you have ever opened a text message or a message and you didn't actually really read it or open what they sent and you forgot? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. So you have to give people the benefit of the doubt. I want you to assume that your client is busy working a full-time job and probably, you know, being pulled in multiple directions at one time. So give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe She really is going to go discuss it with her husband. Hey, I finally found this photographer. I love her work. Here's her prices. Let's look over our calendars tonight at dinner. You have no idea what other conversations are going on. So always give people the benefit of the doubt and follow up. People are leaving money on the table when you don't follow up with people. So the next question I know you're all thinking is, great, what do I say and how often do I follow up? I give my clients 24 hours if I remember. Sometimes I get busy too. Remember, I just said we're busy individuals. If I remember, so if I send Kristen my pricing guide today on Friday, I'm probably actually not going to follow up with her through the weekend because I'm probably busy and so is she. So I'm going to wait till Monday. But if you give something out on a weekday, the, the rule of thumb is you follow up 24 hours later. And then you follow up again about three days to one week later, like ask them when, when is a good time for me to follow up or how long do you think it'll take to coordinate everyone's schedules or whatever the case may be. And then if they don't respond or they do respond and they tell you, I can't afford you right now, then what you say is great. Can I add you? to my email list or to my first to know group or to insert whatever you're going to put them into here, uh, for future sessions. So you'll be notified. How many people do you think say yes? A lot, a lot. They will either give you their email or they will say, absolutely. You send them the link they'll request to join. Okay. That is how you get people to not see you one time and forget you and use someone else. That is how you stay top of mind. And you guys just have to understand like, And I'll give a solid example with mentorships, okay? A lot of people do reach out and ask me for mentorships. And then some people say, I really do want to book you, but I actually want to book you for an ongoing coaching package. So can I save up for a little bit? and then boom, there you go. Kristen, you're my best example. How long did you wait to reach back out to me and book me? (laughs) One whole year. (laughs) One whole year. But I didn't give up on you. And if I would have had my photography Facebook group a year ago, I probably would have asked you, hey, in the meantime, do you want to come hang out in here? And then you would have seen me all the time, and I would have stayed top of mind. So that's my best example for that is, Um, nurturing them, being friendly with them and good God, talk about something else besides photography with your leads. They've got to find a connection point with you. That is, that is definitely big tip number one. So, um, and it takes people a while. Again, that stat was seven to 12 times. It takes someone to see you over and over and over again before they're like, okay, let's just do it. I'm ready to book. So that is, um, how you get leads to turn into clients is basically all those tips. So does that help? (laughs) Okay, perfect. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Does anyone else have any questions? I'm just going to kind of leave the floor open. If you have a follow-up question, feel free and jump in. So I have a follow-up question. Um, With fall mini season
1: coming up, lots of mini sessions, what, this may be a longer conversation, but (laughs) how should you price your mini sessions compared to what you price your regular normal price sessions?
0: Yeah. So I try not to make it too separated because here's the thing. This is why some photographers will argue that they don't like mini sessions is because you're obviously giving a discounted portion of yourself and your services and you might attract your non-ideal clients. So some of the, the, the cheaper out there that don't really want to invest in you. And I think the whole idea of a mini session is to give people a taste of what it's like to work with you so that they will come back and they'll book you for a full session. I have had it both ways. I have people who literally just book me once a year and they wait for that mini session, but the majority of people will have a mini session with me and I'll give you the best example. I did Christmas mini sessions last December. It was literally a last minute idea that I came up with. Um, and I worked with another military spouse who designed it for me. She did all, all the visual aspects of it and then put it together and I showed up to pictures. Well, I booked a family, um, out of another town. And tonight I am doing her full session highest price package. And it is hundreds of dollars more than what she spent with me the first time. So I would say, and I really cannot give you a number cause I really like it. I just kind of decide what I feel like in the moment or, um, which I tell y'all not to do. But what I mean is I'll look at my calendar and I'll say, okay, I've got two Saturdays in the fall. I'd like to do one set of something in October, which for me will be cotton field minis. No one needs a full hour session in a cotton field. Yeah. So it's the perfect, it's the perfect excuse. And I want to give them a taste but an opportunity for an upsell. And so I think about that. So I do make it a little cheaper than, um, which I feel like for you, your 295 is, I mean, it's already a small session, but if you're trying to go micro, and I wrote down all your stuff so that I could go back to it in case you're like, wow, you have a really good memory. No, I don't. Um, I would probably maybe even drop it to 210 to 15 minutes. I don't know five images maybe just yeah. literally give them a taste so that way if they are to get your um your pricing packages later on it's not going to be like oh my gosh i paid $50 for a mini session but it costs 300 just to even get in the door with her does that make sense like you just need to be oh, yeah. mindful yeah you don't want to sticker shock them but at the same time your goal is to get up to that 395 that we kind of talked about earlier so kind of figure out a way you can do that. So right that helps.
1: Yeah. follow-up question. How do you reconcile if you're upping your prices, maybe changing the number of images this year? What about your clients that come to you every year for fall sessions and are like, wow, why has she raised her prices? Or why do I not get as many images as I used to? So I find I might run into that this year.
0: Okay, I'm going to give you two answers. One is the friend side of me, and one is the business side of me. So – Um, I do run into the, or I did run into this a long time ago when I, I, y'all know I was $50 photographer. Like it was ridiculous. Um, how much I gave away for literally next to nothing. And I loved all those people. They built my portfolio. They got my name out there. Like they did their part for sure. So was it worth it in the beginning? Absolutely. Was it worth it in the end? No. So, um, basically I'm going to say it's up to your discretion of what you want to tell your former clients. I do know a lot of photographers will tell their clients one of two things. Number one, they really just want to keep them. They really need that income. I mean, they literally cannot live without it. Then you could honor a former price to your current clients or offer like explain to them that you've, you know, you have upped your prices, but you're willing to give them like a former client discount or something like that. I actually wouldn't recommend doing that, but you can, if you want to, and I'm going to be real honest with you. I did that the first year I, I, up, I up leveled my prices. I can never say that super fast. Okay. Um, this, the actual answer, I think a lot of people will nod their heads to is by crafting a response to your former clients, whether this is in an email or a post in a group, this is how I do it. And I just explain like, Over the last year, I have invested in myself. I have taken, I've gone to workshops. I've taken editing courses. I have really poured my heart, soul, and finances into becoming the best I can be. And with that, I have had to increase my prices based on all of the knowledge I've gained um, in my time and expenses. And literally, people will understand that and they will go with you. I was very shocked to see how many people went from me from being $50 to $150 to hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So, I mean, I would never would have guessed a $50 client would have ended up paying me $800 last fall for an extended family session. Would have never dreamed that. Yeah. yeah. So you just have to believe in yourself. And again, it goes back to, do you believe in your prices? Are you worth it? Because if you don't believe it, they're never going to pay you that much money. I mean, they're never going to. That's why I think, um, and you're always going to have your, your free your free people. You're there, they're there. And I don't care if you're the best of the best published in international magazine. They're not going to pay you anything. And you just have to understand, I am not the photographer for you. Please exactly. go find someone else. Like, I just, I just can't. So hopefully that helps. But I really would push you showing them how much you have invested in your work. And one thing I love to show are before and afters. Last September, I shot this this september look at my work now so they can literally see your growth. So keep that in mind as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, any other questions before we wrap this up? This has been so good. Thank y'all for all the awesome questions. I feel like I talked too much. I'm so sorry y'all. No, you were you were phenomenal. So don't worry about it. Anybody else? Okay. Well, guys, this was so much fun. You will get the recording of this. So don't worry about that. Um, And you guys asked so many good questions. I hope you found value in this. Was it valuable? Was it helpful? Yeah. Worth your hour of time. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on, spending an hour of your day and getting your questions answered. Please keep me updated with your wins, your bookings, all of that. I really want to see um, what you change and what you improve. And yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you all for being here. I appreciate you all.